The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Each business is unique and operated individually of others in the same industry. What they have in common is the potential path to success. Welcome to The Second Stage with your hosts, Jeffrey Cadlick and Brendan Anderson. In today's program, we'll address the obstacles that many businesses find on that path to success and discuss what entrepreneurs and their businesses are doing to stay ahead of the curve. Now, here is Brendan Anderson and Jeffrey Cadlick. Hello, everybody. It's Brendan Anderson and Jeff Cadlick. Welcome to The Second Stage. So, Brendan, I'm still feeling inspired by Blake Squires from last week. Yeah, I tell you, that that's uh, somebody that has has his story down uh, very well and um, has a wonderful formula for it appears for repeat success, which is something that we're trying to uh, build here and feel like uh, uh, you know Blake's obviously uh, done it for, for at least four times, right? Yeah, that's correct. And, and if for our listeners, Blake Squires uh, was the CEO of uh, is the CEO of Movable, and uh, he was on our show talking about the entrepreneurial mindset. And I really had two. I had a lot of takeaways. Probably too much to talk about on the show, but one was how much of what he said tracked with Evolution's Five Pillars of Business Freedom, and then also is. You know, uh, as creative and uh, out of the box thinking that a lot of entrepreneurs are, he has a very disciplined strategy or vetting process before he really gets serious about moving forward with something. Yeah, one could argue, Jeff. I think a lot of entrepreneurs or, or people that are thinking about entrepreneurship think of uh, entrepreneurship as, as not having a whole lot of structure. But what we have found is is that sometimes the structure frees up the mind to uh, to 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 create and knowing that you've got the structure to get the basic stuff done, whether that's financials or planning or vision or whatever. Um, it, it does, in fact, free up the mind to uh, to to kind of think beyond uh, to use the passion for possibilities, Jeff. Passion. Um, Where have we heard that? before i don't know hey you know jeff it's it's a great subject too i uh as you know i was uh got to spend two days with uh gino wickman and um 65 of the entrepreneurial operating system um certified and professional implementers well why don't you tell our listeners who gino is because we know who he is yeah okay well um that's a great point uh, gino wickman is the uh effectively the 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 founder of uh, or the, the author of a book called Traction and a book called Get a Grip and uh, soon a, a book about uh, the, the the difference between visionaries and uh, integrators, which is going to be something that, as you know, uh, Jeff, we we think is a is a great concept. But he is um, really created a, a, a we he calls it the entrepreneurial operating system, but really it's a the structure around how. Um, uh, entrepreneurs can better manage their business, and it's really about kind of channeling the passion and, and creating, you know, quite frankly, a, a way to uh, continue to keep their core values and visions and so forth communicated to all the employees as as the company grows. And I know you're going to find this hard to believe, Jeff, but I was uh, it's uh, it's absolutely uh, energizing to spend two days sitting around talking about small business best practices. 
<laughs> so it it's is, like the second stage, but for like two straight days. For two days of, of people, of 65 other people that like that are professionals at this. That You know, you know the uh, what was the book, Jeff, that, that talked about if you, know, you, know, that you didn't become an expert in anything until you spent about 10,000 hours? What was that? Uh, do you remember the book? Uh, any, yeah. It's, uh, Malcolm Glad- it's Malcolm Gladwell, and it's yeah. – uh, that one. But where I'm going to go, and it'll come to me too, because you know I've you know I've been I've already had my seven Red Bulls for today. But um, what, what amazes me about watching uh, these people in a room, and, and, and as you know, Jeff, we, we we believe in a process. It doesn't have to be EOS, but we just happen to uh, we're you know we're closer to it. Um, I don't know how many hours Gino Wickman and that crew have spent thinking about this, but it's. It's it's hundreds of thousands of hours. I mean, I, you know, I don't even know if that's possible. But these people think about it, tweak it, think about it, tweak it, and, and their reference point is about. I think they're they've been implemented now in about eighty five hundred. No, but yeah, eighty five, yeah, eight thousand five hundred. Couldn't get, my numbers are crazy. Um, Barbara just texted me. It was the book Outliers. So we need yeah, uh, our outlier. support. Our support. Thank you, Barbara. Our producer. <laughs> yeah, our producer from uh, the text message next door. We're gonna have to uh, have her on the show. She'll we hate will. It, but we're gonna have to have her on the Matter show. Matter of fact, we should actually have her sitting here so she can. She doesn't need to text us. She can just you know kind of chime in. There you go. Um, but but you know, Jeff, I, all I can say is it's unbelievable. And, and and for any entrepreneur that's out there that thinks that they can go out, that they can kind of create and, and manage a business uh, just out of gut and so forth, all I can say is. Uh, buy the book Traction, buy the book uh, Rockefeller Habits, and, 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 and use some of the concepts there because why recreate the wheel? I, I can tell you that uh, Gina Wickman, Don Tinney, and, and uh, Mike Payton and those guys, they have they have spent such a massive resources of time in, in reading all the books. Don't, you know, don't duplicate the effort. Just read the book. And you'll be stunned at at the resources that are there. That's all I can say. And yep. and and, he, and I'm gonna and I, I'm gonna stop beating the drum in about well in about forty years, but I'll stop it in, the, in here for a couple of seconds. Um, and and I would if you have a decent enough business, a decent size enough business, there's probably you know at least ten people. You should strongly consider hiring a uh, a certified or professional implementer, just because. It's a massive save, savings of time to to tap them. I mean, they've already spent the time reading the books, uh, talking to other entrepreneurs, and I'm off it, Jeff. It's uh, all I can say is that it, it dovetails perfectly into what Blake was talking about, and uh, and I guarantee you, if we interviewed Blake again, we could ask him how many you know how many hours he felt you know he planned this stuff. It would be lots and lots of time. So right, no, I, I agree with you, Ooh, and I also oh, agree with a lot of words. Yeah. <laughs> Take take some more Red Bull. Woo! Okay. After, that's one of my crowning achievements, I think, is to get a yeah. coffee drinker now hooked onto – used to carry around that big jug of coffee all day yeah. long and throw it in the microwave, which I found yeah. disgusting yeah. as a non-coffee drinker. But now that I got you on the Red Bull, I feel like we have economies of scale here at Evolution. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And since it's after five, we should be throwing a little vodka in that, but we don't have any. So, okay. <laughs> um, not as far as you know. So yeah. this week's show is is another great show, and I have to give Barbara Hernandez credit for coming up with this idea. But the topic is Cybersecurity 101, Cyber Incidents Are Real for Small Businesses. And our guest this week is Vikas Bhatia, is, uh, the founder and CEO of Kalki Consulting, which is www.kalkiconsulting.com, a New York-based cybersecurity consultancy that focuses on small and medium-sized businesses. 
Uh, VCAS started the organization in 2012 after 15 plus years of providing cyber expertise to global organizations. Uh, VCAS recognized that small and medium-sized businesses were at the receiving end of cyber attacks at a much higher rate than most companies realized. He led the Kalki team to develop a cybersecurity service offering that allows even the smallest firms to have a chief information security officer. Kalki Consulting recently developed a cybersecurity guide for the city of New York's small business services office that the city is distributing uh, from its website. Today, VCAS designs cybersecurity strategies while leading Kalki's most complex client engagements. He regularly contributes to mainstream industry and electronic media with candid and forward-thinking cybersecurity insights, hence his uh, being on this show. And he was born in Great Britain, so we'll get to enjoy that wonderful British accent. And uh, and I mean that. I was joking. Um, and he was granted U.S. residency as a cybersecurity skills uh, Residency as his cybersecurity skills were deemed to be in the national interest. You know, I agree Jeff, with that. I agree with that too. And and I, and I can say, you know, um, you and I need to understand this from a very basic level because I, I I know that uh, uh, it's going to be not horribly surprising to him that you and I are not technolo- technologically savvy enough to really understand how people steal all of our stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So this is this is going to be this is uh, very good. I, I I did read some of uh, the articles that he wrote or that uh, were written about him, and uh, this is uh, somebody that does that is focusing on all sorts of businesses, including the small and medium sized businesses. And I, I guess the thing that's scary is just how readily available and how 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 advanced some of these uh, systems and processes are to, to steal the uh, our critical information. Yeah, it, you know what? And as we were preparing for this show, I mean, he was just telling a story after story after story that was was frightening, uh, to be honest with you. And uh, and it, it doesn't it isn't just the targets of the world uh, as as they had that massive uh, security breach, uh, you know, um, some time ago. But it's it's not just the the big folks. And and the reason that Kalki exists is actually for the small and medium sized businesses. And he's got a great system in place. You ought to go to their website because it's very insightful and uh, really is educational as uh, he's trying to educate the market about cybersecurity and hence the reason we have him on the show. So with that, we are going to move out of our first segment and I want to just encourage everybody that uh, wants to contribute to the show to uh, email us at the second stage evolution cp.com or just continue the dialogue uh, during or after the show at our blog uh, evolutioncp.com we want to hear from you with what works and what doesn't and we want to create a crew f- true community of entrepreneurs helping entrepreneurs. So with that, I want to thank our sponsor, McGladry LLP. They're the leading provider of assurance, tax, and consulting services focused on small and medium-sized businesses nationwide with more than 6,700 people in 75 U.S. cities. With that, we're going to wind down the first segment of the second stage and come back with our guest this week, Vikas Bhatia, the founder and CEO of Kalki Consulting. Thanks for tuning in to the second stage. comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. This is Davis Love III, Ryder Cup captain and Team McGladry member. 
McGladry is about building relationships. That's the kind of team I want to be a part of. A team that builds deep understanding of each client's vision and unique way of doing business. The same attributes I look for and the partners I choose. It's this understanding that enables you and me to make confident decisions. When you trust the advice you're getting, you know your next move is the right move. This is the power of being understood. This is McGladry. Assurance. Tax. Consulting. Game-changing technologies and strategies are transformational, exciting, and disruptive for a reason. They shake up your status quo. They get you thinking about new ways to scale, compete, and grow. They move you in amazing new directions. You're invited to take your coffee break with Game Changers on Thursdays at 7 a.m. Pacific Time, 10 a.m. Eastern Time for our special series on the future of business. Learn how you can become the transformational leader who takes your company across the finish line as you look ahead to the next breakthrough wave of innovation. The Future of Business with Game Changers, presented by SAP on the Business Channel. Bob Pritchard has over 30 years of experience as a straight-talking business consultant and author working with some of the top Fortune 500 companies. Now he's come to the Voice America Business Channel to help you and your business. Tune in to the Bob Pritchard Radio Show for information about starting and successfully running a profitable business. From the movers and shakers to great marketing screw-ups, you can't afford to miss a single edition of the Bob Pritchard Radio Show, Tuesdays at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Business. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. You are tuned in to The Second Stage. To reach the hosts or their guests today, call in to 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Or send an email to thesecondstage at evolutioncp.com. Now, back to Jeffrey Cadlick and Brendan Anderson. Welcome back to the show, The Second Stage. This is Jeff Cadlick, and I'm here with my tag team partner, Brendan Anderson. Uh, this week's topic is Cybersecurity 101. Cyber incidents are real for small businesses. And our guest this week is Vikas Bhatia, the founder and CEO of Kalki Consulting, which you can find at www. K-A-L-K-I consulting.com. And uh, Vikas, what I loved about your website was it, it had a lot of just uh, information, you know, questions that can be answered, uh, you know, on the front page there to really educate small business, small and medium-sized business owners about cybersecurity. Sure, thanks a lot for visiting the website. It's a pleasure to be on the show. Yeah, Vikas, I, uh, obviously, uh, we, uh, our market is small businesses, and uh, I guess the thing that stunned me about um, looking at the website and some of the articles that, that you were uh, quoted in and so forth is just how uh, s- small businesses are not immune to this problem. Maybe talk about, um, talk about the things that small businesses uh, you know, are susceptible to. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, you know, I, I need to just uh, give you guys a little bit of background. So, you know, I I was raised in a very entrepreneurial um, household slash family, so I've always been around business. Um, and after graduating and, and going to college, you know, you, you want to work for the biggest and the brightest. And, and working in cybersecurity for as many years as I have, um, they were really the targets. Um, and so large, large-scale financial services, um, government organizations, defense, obviously, really... Uh, arm themselves 
to uh, protect the, their infrastructure and their critical assets uh, you know, from the bad guys, and they can be a whole number of people. Um, what the bad guys uh, today have realized is that the large-scale organizations are a lot more difficult to penetrate than the smaller guys. Now, if we take a, uh, you know, a, an armed robber example, um, today an armed robber will not go into Deutsche Bank or Goldman Sachs to, to get out some money. You know, it's, just, it's silly. But if they were, good, if they were going to uh, perform an armed robbery, they would go to a small community bank or a savings bank. It's the same sort of analogy. The, uh, the smaller and medium-sized organizations, and this is, a, this is a global problem, not just in the U.S., um, have really not spent the time to understand how um, cybersecurity impacts them or even what to do about it. So the, uh, you know, the malicious um, cyber criminals are using um, smaller organizations because they know they are less likely to be caught. And in the case of Target, as you mentioned just before the break, um, can hop from a smaller organization to a large-scale organization. You know, I, Jeff, I don't know if you want to go on this, my, uh, my tangent this early in my life in this, this interview, but I'd love to, uh, Jeff, share with me how that happened. And maybe you could share a little bit about uh, the, the, the kind of basics of how that target uh, security breach happened, because that was stunning yeah. to me. Yeah, sure. So um, from, from what we understand, uh, there's always, always chatter on the uh, security wire. From what we understand, the, the uh, smaller organization um, was a, a supplier of refrigeration equipment to Target. They also had a number of other um, very large organizations that they served, um, and they proudly displayed these large organizations on their website. You know, our clients are Target, et cetera, et cetera. Um, we believe, the industry believes, um, because this is an ongoing criminal investigation, so you, know, mm -hmm. you rely on these public sources, that... Um, an employee at the organization, Fazio Mechanical, uh, was the victim of a phishing attack. Um, and phishing is where an, where an email is sent, and it looks like it's sent from a bank or a trusted source. Um, and there was a malicious link in the email that was uh, clicked on, and that uh, then downloaded some malicious data onto the local machine, which then started to gather data around, um, you know, it looks for typical malware, which is what we call this type of data, will look for, um, you know, Excel files or Word files, which may contain particular words. Um, in this case, um, it's believed that the, um, the criminals were going for Target and the large-scale retailers to really you then put in a search term, as you would in Google. Um, so anything with the words... Target or Trader Joe's, which was their other, one of their other customers that pops up, would then get fed back to um, to the malicious organization. Um, and from what we understand, the, uh, the mechanical or refrigeration company actually served um, and were able to connect to the Target network to service their refrigeration equipment. And it was okay. that connection that was piggybacked by the uh, the uh, malicious guys, and they were able wow. to enter enter target through a, a trusted connection, and then penetrate the network internally through target until they got to the uh, POS systems. 
Jeff, are you going to explain that to me later? Because that seems very complex. Yeah, yeah no, but you know it was really interesting because I did read in one of your articles uh, uh, that that really the big problem is not the computers, it's the people. You know, the, the weak link in all of this cyber uh, hacking well, and breaching well, then Jeff, is, is people. Then, Jeff, we're, then we're screwed. It, it, <laughs> we got, we got we, no we chance. We can talk offline about this, gentlemen, I'm sure. <laughs> all right. Hey, uh, you know, I, I, I was also reading through this stuff um, because – and. I, you know, was chuckling because, you know, we talked about or you talk about, you know, hey, we are in most small businesses, their IT departments or their, you know, their it's a vendor or a brother-in-law or a friend or, you know, something that they handle kind of, you know, kind of, you know, you know, second hand or third hand or, you know, quite frankly, never gets a thought. Maybe, you know, we, you know, I guess most small business operators have been thinking that this would fix the problem. Maybe talk about why that doesn't fix the problem. Yeah. And, and. This is not a um, IT person hating session. Um, I actually started my career as an IT um, systems administrator and worked on a help desk. Um, really, the focus of IT, uh, whether that be a, a dedicated IT department or uh, you know your brother-in-law, uh, as you mentioned, um, is really just to keep the systems up. So when they are contacted or when they're you know when they're approached by the end client. They're really, the client's really saying, I need to do something. Can you help me do it? Um, or something is broken. I can't send an email. I can't click on a website, et cetera, et cetera. So I treat IT's true function is to support availability of, of technology resources. Um, information security and information security professionals, on the other hand, um, look at two other factors as well as availability, and they are confidentiality and integrity. Now, the three tenets of information security really look at what the data asset is. You know, in in your case, you're a a private equity firm. So um, spreadsheets and the um, data around businesses and how they operate is really the crown jewels of of your organization. Um, From an IT perspective, IT will just make sure that that data is there for you when you need it. Whereas information security will really align the asset and the value of the asset to the organization. And similar to uh, insurance, when you buy uh, insurance for a car, for example, your insurance broker says, you know, you, you have a really fast car, you live in a really shady neighborhood, and um, car thefts have gone up in your area. Well, that means you pay more for insurance. If you use mm-hmm. the same analogy, um, the IT um, organization or person is, is similar to a mechanic, and information security is more like your actuary or um, insurance broker, and they look at the risks that are associated with a particular uh, asset type or information system. Ay, ay, ay. I, 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 I got I to chuckle something else too is, you know, I – as Jeff and I run around the country talking to small businesses, I mean, there's been this big move to the cloud. You know, I, I'm going no. to the cloud so I don't have to have my own server. I'm going to the cloud because it's, you know, everybody else handles the security. Just because sure. I go to the cloud, you know, or use Dropbox or Salesforce or whatever, does, does that mean that I'm safe? I mean, the first question I always ask uh, any business, business owner, small or large, is what are you putting in the cloud? Do you know whether the data that you're putting in the cloud is uh, regulated? Do you know if there are contractual obligations that you may have to your customers 
or to your employees or to your vendors um, that you're putting in the cloud? Um, are you, um, uh, must you notify someone if that cloud provider was to be breached? Have you read the contract that the cloud provider gave to you? I mean, I can speak to 99% of the people that I know that aren't in information security. When we buy apps, for example, the first, things that, first thing that the iTunes store says or the app store says is, do you accept? Sure, I accept. Um, and it's similar to, um, you know, cloud providers. You know, we've, we've looked at cloud provider agreements, and some of them are very diligent about what, how they will manage your data. And, and, you know, will they tell you that they've been breached? And others really don't. They put the onus back to you. So there's almost a false sense of security. Um, it's similar to, it's similar to um, when Apple a number of years ago said, um, Macs don't get Windows viruses. And you guys can look that up. That's actually what they said. Macs don't get Windows viruses. And the, um, the impression that the mass market got was Macs don't get viruses. Because who would write a you know, who would write a virus for a Mac? They're so pretty. You know, we can use the same, we can use the same analogy. And I, again, I'm not hating. I'm a Mac user myself. Um, but it, it really is the, you know, the onus comes down to the business owner to, particularly for small and medium-sized businesses where there isn't a, a dedicated risk management function or a chief information security officer, you know, a legal or your general counsel will tell you so much. The law says you must do X. Um, but there are certain elements, if you're not aware, that you won't cover. Um, so putting data into the cloud is one thing. But the question I always go back to is, what are you putting up there? And do you know if it needs to be protected? Yeah, that, that's 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 actually very good information. You know, there, there's something that you said in there, uh, Vikas, that I want to go back to, and uh, it was interesting. We actually got a, a an email uh, from a listener about um, through the Second Stage website uh, or email address, and and the question is essentially what I was thinking about asking is when does the breached company have to disclose that they have a breach? That's a really, really, really good question. <laughs> um, so the simple way to answer that is what's the data type that has been breached? Um, very few people, unless they've been in the incident response uh, breach notification world, will know that uh, health, protected health information such as you know, bio data that you would give to a doctor when you're filling out that form has um, a different breach notification requirement than if your um, customer's credit card information was um, breached. That also then varies from state to state. So if you have customers that live in either um, Boston, uh, sorry, in Massachusetts or in California, the breach notification laws are different than if your customers live in, say, New York or in the UK. So we, we go back to, um, you know, similar to the cloud question, what data are we talking about and who has looked at what, what jurisdiction, because now it's a legal or, you know, it's a compliance mandate, what jurisdiction does that data asset fall into? You know, uh, I often come across people, believe it or not, who say, 
well, I have antivirus. That's great. Um, I have a firewall. That's great as well. Am I, am I secure? And I always say, from an information security perspective, if, if you have data that's written down on a piece of paper, it won't be protected by your firewall and antivirus. But if you were to lose that piece of paper and the data on it was regulated, then you would have to follow the same breach notification um, obligations as if that data was on a USB stick or a hard drive. Huh. Interesting. Interesting. Well, we're going to take a quick break uh, from our second segment here on the second stage. When we come back, we will be with our guest, Vikas Bhatia, the founder and CEO of Kalki Consulting, and we're going to continue to explore this whole uh, idea of cybersecurity and, and the real problems it's causing for small to mid-sized businesses. Thanks for tuning into the second stage. The business community's first choice in Internet Talk Radio, Voice America Business Network. This is Davis Love III, Ryder Cup captain and Team McGladry member. McGladry is about building relationships. That's the kind of team I want to be a part of. A team that builds deep understanding of each client's vision and unique way of doing business. The same attributes I look for and the partners I choose. It's this understanding that enables you and me to make confident decisions. When you trust the advice you're getting, you know your next move is the right move. This is the power of being understood. This is McGladry. Assurance Tax Consulting. In sales, are you a lion or a vulture? Lions don't wait. They just go for it. Vultures hang around until the lions are finished and just pick up the scraps. How can you set yourself apart as a lion? Join the other aspiring sales lions and listen to Forget Patience, Let's Sell Something with host Ty Maynard. You'll learn the tips and strategies of top sales professionals. You'll gain more clients at a faster rate and at higher margins. If you're a sales professional, business owner, or executive, listen in every Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel. It's time to take charge of your own career path. But how do you get started? First, tune in to The Career Confidant with Marie Zimanoff. Each show will feature national business leaders, tips and insight from Marie and her guests, career management tools, and a weekly career smart tip. She'll help you move forward, earn that promotion, get hired into the career you want, and brand yourself. The Career Confidant is broadcast live every Monday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. You are tuned in to The Second Stage. To reach the hosts or their guests today, call in to 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Or send an email to thesecondstage at evolutioncp.com. Now, back to Jeffrey Cadlick and Brendan Anderson. 
Welcome back to the show, The Second Stage. This is Jeff Cadlick, and I'm here with my tag team partner, Brendan Anderson. Uh, like any form, the show will be more effective and powerful if folks contribute their experiences and ideas. We invite you to continue discussion from each, each week's show on our blog, which can be found at evolutioncp.com, or you can email us at the second stage at evolutioncp.com. We're back here with our guest, Vikas Bhatia, the founder and CEO of Kalki Consulting, which can be found at www kalkiconsulting.com uh, Vikas, when we finished off the last segment, uh, you were scaring the hell out of Brendan. Yeah, I, I, I'm literally like, oh my god. So uh, let's let's just jump to the good stuff. You know, because what do we? How do we fix this? Or how, what, what do we? What, what's our first step to uh, to to getting out in front of this very uh, complex and ever changing uh, security problem or security uh, issues? Absolutely. So, you know, I, I often tell people that have experienced, you know, spam email, for example. You know, everyone's, everyone's had it, you know, um, the prescription drug type stuff. Sometimes it's porn. Sometimes it's, you know, received an email from someone that you haven't spoken to in the last 20 years. Um, and there are three very simple steps to get this journey started. Um, one of them, the first one, I often say is kind of the core to all of this it's making sure that your systems, and by systems, that's hardware, software, um, phones, tablets, you know, there is no exclusion here, um, have the correct level of software updates or patches. Um, you know, it, you're never paying extra for these. They're provided by the vendors. Um, just keeping the software patches up to date on your technology devices reduce what we call is the, the um, threat la- uh, threat. Uh, landscape, mm-hmm. and by reducing that threat landscape, malicious code cannot take advantage of your vulnerable system. So as I was mentioning in the break, you know, Apple just uh, released a whole set of patches to both iOS and OSX. Um, in the next few weeks, we suspect that there will be malware written specifically to identify those machines, phones, iPads, you know, laptops, etc., that don't have the patches applied. But keep the software up to date. You know, um, I normally recommend once a month. If you're feeling adventurous, I do mine once a week. So there's, you know, there's a happy balance in between. Um, the second, and again, this is crucial, uh, the second step is making sure that your passwords are really are different and strong. Um, that's for your um, either for your machine itself that you use, um, or for your email or social media accounts, um, or social networking accounts. Sorry. And the reason why we say that you know we should keep them different is a couple of reasons. Firstly, if an account was to be penetrated uh, or breached, the malicious um, the malicious hackers, cyber ter- uh, criminals have worked out that many people have the same passwords and user IDs for different accounts. So we can each name, you know, five social networking sites off the top of our head. There are also a plethora of, you know, news sites and banking sites and, you know, shopping sites that we all know and love. It doesn't take um, the hacker or the cyber criminal a lot of effort to enter a correctly breached username and password and then try that same username and password combination across thousands of sites in a matter of seconds. 
Hey, Jeff, that typing you hear is me changing my password, as you said. Yay! <laughs> as VCast is speaking. Another one. Yeah, right. It's, uh, it's uh, oh, my God. Okay. Um, yeah. and, and, you know, and I've got parents. My parents are non-technical. My mother-in-law, bless her, she's not technical either. And they've started to realize that this really is an issue. Um, so if you really are stuck, one of, our, one of our core technology partners is an application called LastPass. Uh, Spell L-A-S-T-P-A-S-S. Um, you can get them at lastpass.com. And for 12 bucks a year, they provide you an application that securely generates and stores different passwords so that you don't even have to remember all your various passwords. Can you, Alternatively, is there, any- there are very, you know, some very easy hints and tips of how you do that, and there's information about that on our blog, so feel free to look that up. Vcast, I have a question. On yeah. that last pass, is, can you access it from like a phone or do you need to get online to, to be able to, to see it? Uh, absolutely. You can access it on any mobile device. Um, if you are using someone else's computer, you can go onto the website and see your own vault, your, your password okay. vault. Okay, so it's really good. kind of transparent across the device um, families. Okay. Um, the, one of the other advantages um, of using an application such as LastPass is that you can securely share um, authentication. So, you know, my wife has, you know, my wife, I give her access to my Amazon exa- account, for example, but she doesn't have my password. She has it shared. She has my password shared in her LastPass. The LastPass will enter those credentials for her, but she'll never know my password. And that's only because if I want to change that password, I don't, I don't need to now tell her the new password. Huh. I have another question. You, you mentioned that the passwords should be different and strong. Maybe uh-huh. give me an idea of what a strong password looks like. Or, sure. And be slow. So I'll, I'll, try to, I'll take a step And, and VCAS, be slow because I'm going to try to write it down. I'm just kidding. Okay. Um, a eight-character eight, eight or less words that can be found in a dictionary with today's computing power can be cracked in under 30 seconds. Wow. Right. Okay. I don't even know what to say about that. And, okay. and I'm not just talking about English dictionaries. This is, you know, if people can download dictionary lists, like lists of words, and it's just an automated script that runs through these. Um, a strong password um, is a memorable uh, 12, 12 to 15 character. I mean, how, how strong do you want to get? <laughs> I, I recommend that the smaller, medium-sized business shoot for 12 plus. Okay. Um, and use a combination of uppercase, lowercase, and then special characters um, and those are the symbols that are above the numbers on most keyboards. Wow. And we don't have to, you know, we don't have to make things very, you know, you know, hieroglyphics, essentially. What we can do is you can, everyone has a three-number uh, three pin that they can remember or a four-number, you know, ATM pin. Well, if you press shift and your four-number ATM pin, enter your standard password that you use across all of your accounts, and then enter the same four um, character pin in special characters, you've just made that password very strong. I like that. I like that. 
And tell me if a small business wanted, you know, just they were overwhelmed, you know, like like Jeff looks right now. Tell me what it would cost, and and how. Tell me what it would cost, and and what would be involved in kind of bringing, uh, you know, kind of protecting small businesses, uh, you know, with using an expert or or some other process or system. Sure. So, um, you know, small businesses don't necessarily need a chief information security officer full time. Um, it's it's an overkill. So they, there are services available either through us and through other people that would essentially look at what an organization has in terms of data, um, who has access to the data, would look at um, if they were the right type of organization, would look at the technology that already exists and then um, identify ways to optimize or secure that technology without breaking the bank. And, and quite candidly, guys, you know, Calki Consulting is a small business. Um, we have the same constraints as many other small businesses. So we get it, you know. Um, and then it's putting in a place, uh, putting in place a mechanism to educate uh, your staff or your consultants. Again, small businesses have a, a number of, you know, they have high turnover. They have consultants that may come in and out at particular times. And then having mechanisms in place to actually monitor um, the activity that goes on. Um, if, a, if an organization is truly overwhelmed, there are um, companies, um, ours and many others, who offer you know, monitoring services that would look at what's going on on the network, would look at um, changes within, for example, your Google Apps environment or your Office 365 environment. Um, to identify whether a new user is being created. You know, if you've got 10 people on the, uh, 10 people in the office and an account is created in your Office 365 um, or your Google Apps environment that has essentially the keys to the kingdom, who's, who's being made aware of that? And those, these are the kind of things that uh, a smaller business would need to uh, look to a dedicated security company to, to provide. Because explain to me how that even happens. I mean, is it is that all happening remotely, or is that? Ha- I mean, how does how do you do that? Can we, how do you do it? How do we? <laughs> we um, we serve. I mean, speaking specifically to Calki, I can't speak yep. to uh, other organisations. Um, we have a, a number of small businesses that we support, and we are able to. Um, uh, small businesses are typically quite uniform in in. Their, their environments and the types of technology that they would use. So we can conduct a risk assessment, which is really how the information security process starts um, over the phone or over a Skype session. Um, we would then understand um, and document their technology environment. You know, how many laptops do you have? What phones do you have? What, what cable modem or wireless network do you have, etc. cetera? Um, and then we would look at the controls that are in place by remotely connecting to one of these devices um, mm-hmm. and then, you know, remoting in, essentially. Um, but one of the things that we provide that I guess is a differentiator for us is that we help smaller organizations set up a logging environment. Um, and what that really means is uh, what that really means is the devices that you have on the network, they will generate these log, you know, security events and security logs. But no one really looks at them. 
Um, we help organizations leverage uh, technologies that are actually free in the marketplace. Um, you could go out and get them yourself. Um, we would set it up, and then we would periodically review the logs that are being collected centrally in your own environment and then report that back. So an example that I like to give where that would add benef uh, you know, benefit to a smaller organization is let's say you've got you know, a U.S.-based organization. Um, you only deal with U.S.-based companies. But uh, Mary, and I always pick on Mary, so I'm sorry if your name's Mary, but <laughs> Mary, who does your bookkeeping, um, went to a website that was infected, it infected your machine, and now it's uh, communicating with a you know, threat nation um, that is not in the U.S. Typically, that activity wouldn't get detected. Um, what we do is we would then report back on say, a monthly basis and we'd say, hey, guys, you know, Jeff, Brendan, we've, we've just found Mary's machine um, talking a lot to pick a country, somewhere that's not the U.S., is that normal? Is that what you guys do as course of business? And that would then prompt us to do some further investigation. What sort of, in, in, in because how like give me an idea of range of how much that would cost per month or, or year. Just to give the uh, listeners some idea of of what 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 that would range. Sure. So we, we, we got about uh, one minute here. So. Yeah. Sorry. We got about one minute. Sure, it's very simple. Calki Consulting has an offering called the Retained CISO, and that, that's priced at $1,500 a year per employee. Okay. That's a, that'd be a small price to pay if you can save a, save a disaster. That would be uh, – that's big. That's big. I, you know, it's it's because I I'm, I'm bummed because I want to ask a bunch of questions about uh, you know I just I'm stunned that if you know if somebody gets if I give somebody a check that they have all the information they need to tap my account and sure. you know on and on and on I just you know there's uh, lots of questions that just it seems like the world's gotten crazy you know where, about uh, about some of this stuff but uh, we'll have to have you back and and, and hit it the next time but uh, absolutely we, and I was just going to say um, if you or the listeners want to uh, send me a tweet. Um, my Twitter handle is not just and the number four squares. Because um, <laughs> information security is not just for squares. That's where that came from. I like it. I That's like good it. stuff. That's good stuff. Well, uh, Vikas Bhatia, founder and CEO of Kalki Consulting. Uh, talking to us about Cybersecurity 101, and we want to thank you for being on the show. Uh, we will be back again after a short break on the second stage. Thanks for tuning in. We're always talking business. Talk to an expert. Call now, toll free, 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. This is Davis Love III, Ryder Cup captain and Team McGladry member. McGladry is about building relationships. That's the kind of team I want to be a part of. A team that builds deep understanding of each client's vision and unique way of doing business. The same attributes I look for and the partners I choose. It's this understanding that enables you and me to make confident decisions. When you trust the advice you're getting, you know your next move is the right move. This is the power of being understood. This is McGladry. Assurance. Tax. Consulting. The way we do banking today continues to evolve. No longer is it just brick and mortar locations or traditional bankers hours. Today, banking is 24-7. It's in the home. 
It's on the go. It's digital. Tune in to Breaking Banks with Brett King for a look at how traditional banking as we know it has changed due to a loss of trust, changing economic conditions and consumer behavior, government involvement, and of course, technology. What does it all mean? Listen every Thursday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are tuned in to The Second Stage. To reach the hosts or their guests today, call in to 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Or send an email to thesecondstage at evolutioncp.com. Now, back to Jeffrey Cadlick and Brendan Anderson. Welcome back to the second stage. This is Jeff Cadlick, and I'm here with my partner, Brendan Anderson. Um, I hope all of you know that you can find this show at uh, iTunes under podcast, search for the second stage. Uh, and you can also find us uh, at voiceamerica.com the, under the business channel. And uh, we're tuning in every Monday at 5 o'clock Eastern. We just finished a segment with our guest this week, Vikas Bhatia, the founder and CEO of Calki Consulting, a New York-based cybersecurity consultancy that focuses on small and medium-sized businesses. And I tell you, Brendan, um, it's a whole new world. It's a whole new ballgame out there with regard to cybersecurity. You know, it's crazy, Jeff, because you know, and I just kind of – We'll ramble on here because I, I feel a little overwhelmed. You know, it's amazing. You talk about all the things that small business owners or you know uh, that ne- need to worry about uh, as they launch their business, as they grow their business, and you know we talk about these these things every week. And if you look at them all in their in their own light, it almost it is overwhelming. And and this is just one of those things that uh, just seems to be growing so fast and so sophisticated in, in ways that, you know, even the really sophisticated big companies like Target, uh, you know, can't seem to stay ahead of. Um, it really does make you, you pause and, uh, and question <laughs> the speed of, uh, the cyber world today. Uh, yeah. You know, I was, as I was getting ready for this, this, um, this radio show, I was reading some of the articles that uh, that uh, Vikas has been uh, involved in in creating, and you know he 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 says things in here that are just very interesting to me. Uh, other than the obvious that no organization is too large or too small to be immune, but just that you know this phishing is really a people problem that you're they're really exploiting the weaknesses and cur- natural curiosities that 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 humans have. He talks a little bit about. Um, for organizations uh, you do business with, avoid clicking on links and alerts that arrive via email. Go to the site directly and review the message from within the site's secure login instead. Um, and like if you have a link, uh, before clicking, hover over the link with your, your mouse to see if there's a discrepancy between where you think you're going and what the web address actually says. So those yep. are some hey, interesting yep, things. Yep, that's, that's possible? <laughs> yeah, I guess so. I, I just I, I didn't realize it until I was reading an article, and that's why I love this show they, because I'm learning all the time. They can do that. They can do that. You got to be kidding yeah. me. 
Well, wow. going going back to the target thing, what was going on there? Just to kind of cut to the chase and put it in in uh, layman terms, that the way I can understand it was basically one of Target's suppliers, and all your suppliers today are are you're interfacing technologically. Their their supplier, one of their employees, had a weak moment. Uh, created the breach because they they clicked on something that they shouldn't have clicked on, and then once once those folks were in, they were in big time, and they easily penetrated Target going through the supplier's uh, interface. Well, I mean, Jeff, I'm just thinking you and I both have the same person that did our homes, and and I suspect you have a little kind of family uh, server thing in your house also. And I just laugh at you. I've got three boys, and um, I'm not sure what they're always doing on their computers, but (laughs) apparently they're connected to mine. If the more I think about it, and and, uh, you know, and it's it's crazy because you think about just moving money from one one personal account to another personal account to a bank, and um, you know, it's 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 hard to believe that the world has gotten so easy to do that sort of thing and and maybe i'm not understanding something correctly but no it, it, unfortunately you are understanding i think perfectly that it is is as as easy as you think it is i mean for instance his comment about the passwords i thought was pretty instructive that you know these sophisticated uh, you, you know hackers have these these lists these programs that just systematically break down a password and the only way you can do that is constantly you know I, look i i'm sure someone's going to try to hack my stuff right. now but i keep my passwords uh you know, uh, written I'm, on your hand, written yeah, on your I'm, hand. I'm rotating them constantly, and I was forgetting what they were, and I was annoying Barbara Hernandez. I'm sure she's laughing right now because I would have to go to her to reset all my passwords because I was forgetting. <laughs> so you have to. So knowing about that www.lastpass.com is great advice because I can't keep track of it all. Well, especially when they need to be that long and that complex, and that, uh, and you need to change them all the time. And and I'll be honest with you, I, you know, I'm, uh, there's a couple of accounts I won't name any names in case anybody's more sophisticated than me. But which isn't, which is pretty much every listener out there. Um, but you know, the, the couple of websites I dial into, they ask me, with, you know, what it's been X amount of months since I changed my password, and I never change it because it would be a pain to to re to re remember that thing. So right. uh, it's uh, it's nuts. It, it is nuts. And I tell you, um, you, you know, what he has created at Calico Consulting with this this um, a, a cybersecurity service that allows even small firms to have a chief information security officer, I think, is really a great idea because, uh, you know, it's coming from all directions. It's a whole new world, as I said. You know these these systems, and, and and Jeff, I know ultimately they do make things easier. But what kind of makes me smile is you think about the cost of little businesses. You've got to buy your your protective software. You've got to you know you've got to uh, buy all these things that just are there to you know stop stop people from stealing from you. I, I uh, it just uh, maybe uh, long for a little simpler simpler days. But uh, I guess it's only going to get more complex from here. Yeah, you know, and obviously the internet has created most of these problems, but I consider the internet right up there with like the wheel and fire as a key invention uh, in the uh, the the history of, of human beings. It's just it's made life so much more pleasant for everybody, and unfortunately, you've got uh, you know those few bad apples that uh, have to make it difficult for everybody. 
And these people are pretty smart, Jeff. I mean, I you know I always say you know these people that can figure out how to get into uh, somebody else's computer, steal all their money, they they probably could do something good with their with their intelligence. But that's not where they're going to allocate their time or resources. So we should just you know figure out how to protect ourselves and go off and uh, create uh, beautiful companies that uh, that add jobs, sustainable jobs, and and uh, and change the lives of the families employees and communities in which we serve you know technology is the best way for small companies to seem appear and act bigger and that's really kind of the shame in terms of the impact on small businesses is that you know the you can leverage technology so much more easily today than you used to and this is a very serious issue that they need to pay attention to so brendan um do I need to give you a second uh, to think about your passion for possibilities quote this week? I'm, I'm a little tapped out. It's been a busy. Well, it's been a, it's been a you know we've been we've been running hard. So I, it's uh, it's pretty weak, Jeff. But I think we're going to go with fear is here. <laughs> Dude, I I'm impressed. I yeah. re, I really am. I, I think that uh, when uh, you know your your private equity career is over, uh, you ought to think about going into rapping or poetry. Something into the discounted. Uh, uh, the discounted card aisle, you know, the uh, heavily the twelve cent aisle. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I, what I mean by that, Jeff, is that like you know all these weird fears that you kind of had in the back of your mind. Apparently, they're bigger than fears. I mean, this is this is uh, it's uh, yikes. That's all yep. I'll say. Yikes. Yep. Well, listen, uh, everybody, thanks for tuning in to the second stage this week. Uh, tune in every Monday at 5 o'clock Eastern and certainly email us at the second stage at evolutioncp.com or blog at the evolutioncp.com. Have passion for possibilities and have a great week. And remember just to get started. Thank you for tuning in this week to the second stage. Please join Jeffrey Cadlick and Brendan Anderson again next Monday afternoon at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. And have a successful week. Music.